When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. This is the first part in our 12-part off-season series, evaluating the Dolphins roster. We'll start atop at quarterback because, you know, we, we feel like quarterback isn't talked about enough. It doesn't get enough interest out there among Dolphins fans. Of course, I'm I'm joking with that. But what we're going to do here is – at the, at the quarterback spot is we're going to evaluate the Dolphins 2017 season and grade it as well as talk about the 2018 season, how everything projects moving forward with the players they currently have. We'll do that for every position. So Paul, starting out 2017, everybody knows the story. Jay Cutler was signed after Ryan Tannehill goes down, tears his ACL. To me, it's, it was not a stupid signing, but it was a pointless signing. Jay Cutler turned out to be exactly the quarterback I thought he was going to be. 80 quarterback rating on a 6-10 and 10 football team. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of, of what Cutler did when he was here. I, I could see where it made a little bit of sense at the time. I know we're going to get into Matt Moore a little bit as as we move along here, but Cutler just wasn't good enough. He was too Jekyll and Hyde. And Matt Moore really wasn't the answer either. It was, it was an unfortunate position that the Dolphins got put in, and they did the best they could with the information they had, so I'm not going to dig the hell out of them for doing it. But they should have unseated Jay Cutler a little bit sooner. Yeah, overall for the season, the Dolphins, all three quarterbacks, Jay Cutler, Matt Moore, and David Fales most, uh, in the final game, 24 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, quarterback rate combined, of 78.7, which was bottom five in the NFL. So if you want to look at why the Dolphins were 6-10 and 10 this past year, look no further than that stat right there. But going back to Matt Moore, yeah, I mean, I, I know we've often disagreed about him, even though I've been one of his bigger fans. I've never said he should play in place of Tannehill, not even necessarily in place of, 
of Jay Cutler, even though I, I wouldn't have minded it at certain points. I thought Matt Moore came in in the Jets game was the reason that they came back and won. I thought they should have won in the Bucks game because of him. But the two games that he did start against the Ravens and the Patriots definitely didn't get the job done. Yeah, he's more of a reliever. And I know we've talked about this during the season, so I won't beat the dead horse on this. But he's more of a relief pitcher coming in as a quarterback than he is as a starter. It's almost like when he has time to prep for the game. Maybe he psychs himself out. I don't know. But for me, I want a backup quarterback that can come in and start a game if Tannehill gets injured. And that's not what I see from Matt Moore. His salary is not commensurate with what you get from the position. It's time to move on from Matt Moore. I know I've been saying that for a few years now. It is time to move on from Matt Moore. It's time to start grooming somebody behind Tannehill in case they don't re-sign him after the 2020 season, in case he goes down with another injury at some point. They need to be grooming somebody behind Tannehill. Do you think that player is David Fales, our, our Brandon Dowdy, or do you think the Dolphins should look in another in another direction in the offseason? I'd like to definitely see David Fales brought back. I know he wasn't a barn burner in that last game of the year, but he showed a lot of upside. And to me, he's already a better candidate to, to back up Ryan Tannehill than either Matt Moore or Jay Cutler. But I know a lot of Dolphins fans are talking Baker Mayfield. I know – there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about with the draft, both in this episode and in some of our upcoming ones as the draft gets closer. I'd like to see Miami keep David Fales. I'd like to see Brandon Dowdy maybe be a camp body. Maybe he took a leap over the over the off season when when they come in in July, and maybe bring in what like you and I talk about every draft season, somebody to just see what they have, draft a quarterback somewhere during the 2018 draft. Ideally, what I'd like to see next year is Jay Cutler and Matt Moore not here, first off. And Brandon Dowdy, you know, if he wants to come to camp, great. David Fales, I wouldn't mind having come back. And, you know, if he wins the backup position, great. But either way, I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Tannehill, David Fales, and then a mid-round draft pick at the quarterback spot. I, I think if you've got those, then then you – Got a lot got a lot more talent here at the quarterback spot in 2018. Adam Gase said that he sees Ryan Tannehill as a starting quarterback. Not a big surprise. Ryan Tannehill in September 2018 is going to be 21 months removed from a season-ending injury and was starting to really play the best football of his career when he started to go down. But the big question here is not necessarily whether or not the Dolphins should look at a free agent quarterback. Obviously, that's not going to happen. The Dolphins are not going to cut Tannehill and then go sign a Kirk Cousins or an Alex Smith. It wouldn't make sense on any any level. But, Paul, where would you want to see the Dolphins as we sit here right now? Where would you like to see them draft a quarterback? I'd like to see them draft a quarterback somewhere between the third and the fifth round depending upon how the board shakes out. I know I know draft boards are going to be all over the place between now and, and April. You're going to see a lot of players moving up and down, especially in that third through fifth range. But there's a lot of valuable quarterbacks that have come out of that those draft positions. And if they can bring somebody in, groom him behind Tannehill, uh, Tannehill's under contract for the next three seasons. I don't see him going anywhere. And, and hopefully he continues to develop and – that extra quarterback is a luxury. 
But I'd love to see it be somewhere in the third through the fifth round and, and really just go off of what the draft board dictates. Look for somebody with some upside potential. At worst, you've got David Fales behind Ryan Tannehill. At best, you've got this third through fifth round pick that really shines in camp that could be behind Tannehill. It's going to be really interesting because Dolphins pick 11th here in the NFL draft. As we sit here right now, I am not against them drafting a quarterback at number 11. I mean, and you've got right now four of them that are projected to go anywhere in the first round, and that's Sam Darnold from USC, Josh Rosen from UCLA, Josh Allen from Wyoming, Wyoming, and Baker Mayfield, the really interesting one from Oklahoma, because he just tweeted out here that he was he, he tweeted out, bring me to Miami. Make of it what you will, but I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends. But my bigger thing is the Dolphins picking number 11. You've got a lot of teams picking ahead of them that do need a quarterback, like the Browns, like the Jets. And if one of those quarterbacks falls to number 11, I start to think at that point, why didn't the team in the top 10 want to take them? And then at that point, it starts to be like it looked like a, a, a pretty bad spot for the Dolphins to take a quarterback. So I think at the end of the day, I'm going to want them to take one in rounds three through five. But I, I really do think, and we talked about it throughout the season, Paul, that the Dolphins got really could have had a lot of value if they had drafted a quarterback in the middle rounds to at least see what they had for the 2018 season. The ideal would be if, say, Baker Mayfield does slide to number 11. Not that Miami drafts him, but if he's the only one left on the board of those top few quarterbacks, Miami's able to utilize that to trade down to, say, 15 with Arizona to be able to still go, like, guard or linebacker in the first round and accumulate an additional pick or two. I mean, it's the only good part about one of these top guys sliding would be the trade value that Miami is able to get out of that number 11 pick. A lot of things can happen between now and the NFL draft and the quarterbacks. Again, right now, if you look in mock drafts, you'll see Darnold Rosen, Allen and Mayfield projecting the top 15. We could get to the draft and some of these guys are not even picked in the first round or two. So a lot of interesting things heading our way here in, in the off season. But Paul, any final thoughts on the quarterback spot? No, I just I think we're both on the same page here. I, I know a lot of Dolphins fans are enamored with Baker Mayfield, but Miami's best move here is is really to go into camp. Ryan Tannehill's the number one. David Fales starts camp at the number two, and then have that third through fifth round pick sitting behind the two of them that maybe can surpass David Fales in the preseason. Maybe David Fales does even better with a year under his belt and a little bit of starting ex- or playing experience now. Really, that is Miami's best bet. Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback of this team for the next two to three years, at the very least, if not longer. So it doesn't make sense to go after a quarterback in the first round with the other needs this team has and see that window of opportunity slide further back instead of basically being in the here and now with Ryan Tannehill's development. If the Dolphins had gone 4-12, and then I think – it would have made sense for the Dolphins if they were picking fifth or sixth to draft a quarterback because it has a unique opportunity to double down at that position and not get blamed for it. But if you're picking 11th, now you have to have a quarterback falling to you and then 
you're probably going to pass on him for the same reasons that the 10 teams ahead of you did too. Looking at Tannehill and what's a shame about it in his final eight games of the year before he got hurt, he had a quarterback rating of over a hundred quarterback or completion percentage of over 71, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, and then tears his ACL just a day in the life of a Miami Dolphins fan. So right now, I think Tannehill could be, even kind of an urban legend as well. And he's starting to turn into that because we've seen how much worse the quarterback play has gotten with him not here. That will do it for our wrap up of the quarterback position. You are listening to Cat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Be sure to take a look at our merchandise as well. And we're going to have more of that here as we continue to develop. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.